Hello and welcome, listeners, to Prepare to Answer podcast. It's good to have you tuned in today. Um, I have a podcast today, and it's going to be entitled um, "Without God um, is to be without hope." Um, without God is to be without hope. Um, but we'll get to that in a little moment. Um, before I just shared about that one, I just was reading my Bible this morning and I was reading Jeremiah. A lot of my insights have came from Jeremiah recently. And as I said before, God had given him a plan to speak to the people and give them a warning about what was to come in terms of them being taken into captivity to Babylon based on their sin, based on the fact that they weren't living the way God wanted them to, to do, which was to act justly and fair and to treat people with respect and to treat people well amongst other things but I was reading um, Jeremiah this morning and it said in verse 3 Jeremiah was talking to the people and he says for 23 years from the 30th year of Josiah son of Ammon king of Judah until this very day the word of the Lord has come to me and I have spoken to you again and again but you've not listened and I read that you know the way you read um, scriptures sometimes and you read them and you think okay um and then it just started to dawn on me, I realized that Jeremiah was telling the people that he'd been preaching to them um, about what God was going to do. It does say after this that if the people were to repent, uh, turn from their evil practices, um, then God would stop what he was going to do and they would be able to stay in the land. So they were given a warning. But what kind of warning were they given? It says, they were, it says for 23 years Jeremiah had preached to the people. I was like, oh my goodness, I didn't really spot that before. For 23 years, God was long-suffering. He gave them a warning of 23 years. I mean, I haven't even been a Christian for that long. I've been a Christian 20 years this August. I'm like, wow, I mean, it's longer than that period of time. God was continually warning them and giving them an ample opportunity to change their ways and to repent. And not only that, but I kind of thought about it from Jeremiah's point of view. Imagine God had given you a message to deliver, but you're going to have to be delivering it for the next 23 years of people not listening. And as I shared in a recent podcast, actually um, being very negative towards Jeremiah, him having to suffer consequences as a result of the message he was given to preach. Anyway, that was just a little insight from my own Bible study this morning, just to say really that we've got to be persistent in sharing the message um, regardless of the consequences, regardless of how long it takes, and also just that God is incredibly long-suffering. Like, he's incredibly patient, like with us, with everyone. Um, and sometimes you read the Bible, you think it's a few days, a few weeks, and you read it, and you go, 23 years, that's much, much longer than I thought it was going to be. Anyway, um, that's the little insight from this morning. <clears throat> what I want to share about today, really, is something that's it's very much in my heart, at the minute and um, to be honest with you it really has came about through an increase in hearing about mental health problems an increase of hearing about suicide Um, I mean obviously we're aware of this most of my life growing up and the occasional person you hear about and when you're young you you often think the person's quite strange really you're young and you don't really understand I'm a physio I'm a health professional I work in the realm of disability benefits so I, I deal with this every day. Don't actively treat the people involved, but I, I hear about it every single day. I hear about mental health problems, the drugs that they have to take, how they feel, self-harm, suicide risk. I hear about these things all the time and, and reading about them constantly, really, in people's lives. And it is heartbreaking. And it's very, very um, sad to read the stories. And you know that there's a long history 
in people's lives of things that they've went through that, that has resulted in the problems they have today. Um, and it's just been on the rise. I mean, every time I put on the news or look on social media, maybe it is because of social media now that you get to hear about these things a lot more. And, and even just recent incidents of, of even popular and famous people even. Um, and then looking back on anniversaries that come up on your Facebook of other people, uh, people who've committed suicide. Um, I, I can't really get into too many personals at the moment, um, but there is some very ones very close to home right now. Um, and without me getting into any detail right now, just to say it's someone I've been reaching out to um, and it was very close to me and uh, all I can just do at the minute is ask people just to pray. Uh, again, I'll, I'll not divulge many details on here, but I may do in the future. Uh, but all I would say is, goodness, I'm so aware at the moment of the fact that there's so many hurting people out there. And again, it ties into what God said recently to look out for people in distress there really is people in distress all around you. No matter where you're sitting right now and listening to this, you can be certain that in your, you know, the the area around you, um, whether it be your work, family, home environment, you know, wherever it is, so, somewhere in your day, there's going to be someone around you that's in distress and hurting. And um, so again, the reason for this um, podcast again is just to, just to, just the you know the. How, how frequent that is at the minute, just how prevalent it is. Sorry, just it's so prevalent right now. And it, it seems to be all you hear about at times. And especially if you notice on Facebook, like lots and lots of people, famous people and everything included, um, talking about you know, the problems of mental health. And I also live in the Northern Ireland. It's, I think it's you know much, much higher percentage than it is anywhere else in the UK, almost double actually. And, you know, we don't have, hadn't had a government three years. And we haven't had much of a budget for mental health and these issues. So hopefully praying that that can, can improve. And I really appreciate people working on this. But again, this is it, it's part of a big picture. Um, I don't want to be too simplify anything too much when I say any of this. But I definitely have a long thought about this. And I think there's this deep, um, deep implications to the reasons behind this. Again, I don't want to simplify it too much. There's a whole lot of reasons why people can end up in the situation they're in. But the point, from a spiritual point of view anyway, one of the things I feel is is absolutely, you know, it, it's, it's, it's going to happen, um, is that without God, people don't have any hope. Again, that's not me saying that everyone out there who has mental health problems or has committed suicide or wanted to or tried, that, that it's all to do simply with this. I'm not saying that today, but what I am saying is that when you remove God, you remove hope. Um, I've read a, a book recently, William Lane Craig, a book, Reasonable Faith, and his favourite chapter in the book, I think it's the second chapter, is, is basically, it's fantastic and it, it's completely objectively true. Um, without God, there's no objective meaning, value, or purpose. Without God, or you want maybe you want to say without um, a designer, without an intelligent designer, without a higher being, whatever words people want to use to describe that person, that that power, that thing, um, without that power, there's no meaning, value, or purpose. Now you can create a, va- a meaning, value, or purpose for yourself, but it's a subjective one then, and it really dies with you. It has no meaning or value to anyone else. So it's not a real thing in itself. It's just you've created it. But without a higher being, then there's no meaning, value, or purpose to this world, this planet. Um, it's perfectly said, in fact, in so it's in uh, Ephesians chapter 2 and it's in um, verse 11. Paul's talking to the people in Ephesus and he's saying, Therefore, 
the Christians in Ephesus, therefore remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves a circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, who once were far away, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. I think that sums up pretty well what the podcast is about today. Without God really means you're without hope. And this sums it up perfectly. At one stage, this was your situation. You weren't in Christ, um, excluded from citizenship, and without hope and without God in the world. Now, we as Christians know and see that. If, if it wasn't for God, I would have no hope. But thankfully, that's not the truth. That's not reality. Because there is a God. Um, if there was no God, then I absolutely believe I would be completely without hope. If only for this life you've hoped in something like Christ, you'd be more pity than all men. And, and in reality, I suppose in a way you could argue those who are not Christians really should agree with us. That if I'm right and there is a God, but you live like there's none, um, then you are without hope. You have to make debate on the truthfulness of whether there is a God or not. And that's normally what these these uh, podcasts are about. But what I'm saying is, is if, if you're going to go with what I'm saying for a moment and there is a God, but you live as if there is none, then you're living without the hope that's, that, that really is supposed to get us through life. I mean, it is heartbreaking when you think of how people deal with, yeah, the existential questions. Why am I here? Where am I going? What's going to happen to me when I die? When I die, is that it? Is there anyone that actually cares? Is there any meaning to life? The beauty I see around me, the, the moments, the, the memories in my life, do these have any actual meaning? I remember as a young, young man, and I wasn't a Christian, and I was living for today. I was living for alcohol. I was living for women, relationships, being popular, impressing people, having people say a good thing about you. I was living for that. And, and whether that happened or not day to day, my, my days were up and down depending on, on what happened in that day. But I remember living like that. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm living like there's no real meaning beyond my day-to-day existence. And therefore, there is none really to my mind at that point. I remember thinking how pointless things were. How pointless is, is your experiences and memories and times that you have of high and low emotions that you think are so incredible or memories you have of special people and you think, but when they're gone, then they're just gone. And I suppose I'm just painting the picture and I know Ecclesiastes summed it up very well for me at that time um, about just that people won't be remembered. When you remove God from the picture, there really is no hope for anybody. Because all that means is, as it's been pointed out by many atheists, we're just molecules in motion. We're here by a random chance. No one designed it. No one created it with any purpose. It just happens to be that way. And it just all ends with you. And in fact, the universe will be destroyed at some point. The sun will burn out. And nothing you've done or said will be remembered. Now, I know this maybe sounds very miserable, but this is the, what I'm saying is the foundation behind having no hope. How can you have any real lasting hope if you don't have God in your life? And again, just to say, I'm not attributing every mental health problem to this, but I'm saying that it, when we don't have God in our life, we really don't have any hope. You just only have to go to to a funeral or you go to hear about someone that's died to hear the things that people say 
about heaven and they're looking down from heaven and we'll pray for them and we'll pray for you. All of a sudden the language becomes very spiritual. I remember hearing this as a young child and thinking, oh, it's fairly spiritual in certain moments. If that's really true, why should I not live like that now? Today, this moment, if it's true, let me live for it now. If Jesus really is who he claimed to be, let me follow him today, not tomorrow or next week to get a better life in the future. Because if it's true, I should follow it right now. And if it isn't true, then forget about it. And that was the approach that I took to it. Well, as I say, this is a is a reality for me at the moment that I've always known, but I just see it all around me at the minute, and it's it's scary to be honest. It's it's deeply saddening, and I have nothing but sympathy and, and and sorrow for people that are struggling. And I really want to do anything that I can to help, and that's exactly what I'm doing right now in my own life is helping those around me who actually are affected by this right now. And I just I feel like there's you know from a Christian point of view, I'm just out to love and to help those in distress and, and I'm, I'm excited that God's called me to do that and called everyone to do that um, but, he, but he also says something else about hope on the subject of hope as a Christian you're sitting and you hear this today and you think well you know what can I do what does God expect us to do to change or help in any way for other people who don't have hope and it says in 1st Peter 3 in verse 15 it says but in your hearts revere Christ as Lord Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience. So it says always be prepared. It doesn't say that too often, but that's a theme apologetic scripture. But it says always be prepared to give an answer to those who ask you to explain the hope that you have. So people will see hope in you and you have to be able to explain that. You know, you've got to be able to give reasons for it. Just as I'm doing today, I'm saying I've got hope. In difficult circumstances, I've faced a lot of difficult circumstances in the last six months to a year. But yet, I mean, I'll be honest, being in the Word is what makes the difference. Being in God's Word just gives me clarity and gives me hope. But I've got to be able to explain that to people. I've got to be able to say why I live and think differently based on difficult circumstances, which we were all going to have. And I do not want to belittle anyone in the difficult circumstances they're on, but in. But I want to be able to say, this is what gives me hope. Always be prepared to give an answer. The other thing about that, sometimes I've read this scripture and thought, okay, somebody will say, all right, look, if someone spots that I've got hope, they'll ask me about it. That's, that's what it's saying here. And then you'll explain it. So I'll be ready. But you know what? No one's ever asked me. Well, do you know what? As a Christian for 19 years, I, I mean... I'm sure someone has asked me indirectly maybe, but they've not used them words. Can you tell me why you've got such hope? They've maybe said it in different words than that. But it's not only that though. What this scripture is alluding to is the fact that someone would need to ask you because your life demonstrates that you've got hope. Um, the only reason someone's going to ask you to explain the hope that you have is because they see that you've got hope. You live, your light shines. If you live just like everyone else as a Christian, then no one's ever going to need to ask you. In other words, you're going to have to be happy standing out. Now, I don't mean in a disrespectful way, I don't mean to, to lord it over anyone or to walk around smiling in the same circumstances as other people. We've got to be sympathetic and loving and, and, and all the things that I talk about on here. But it says you're living in such a way that people can see you. the way you live requires explanation. Does the way you live require an explanation and I ask myself that question right now and, and that's something I have to think about myself a bit more but that's just to the Christians out there as I say 
the main emphasis of today, what I'm trying to say today is it's becoming very obvious. And I want to talk a lot more about what I was reading in terms of um, William Lane Craig's chapter on, um, you know, without God, there is no objective, meaning, value or purpose. But what I'm looking at today is without God, we have no hope. Christians often know that. Maybe we don't think about it an awful lot. And it's not a morbid thing to think about because that's not the reality. There is a God. And therefore, there is nothing but hope. In God, there's unlimited hope. It's the only place you will find hope. So I put this out today just after some thoughts on some of this stuff. Uh, please um, let me know if there is anyone you want me to pray for. Um, anyone we can um, discuss, maybe. Uh, let me know any situations you're facing right now. But I, Or even just, yeah, just, just to pray for people. I think my main motivation today is not to be academic um, and um, studious necessarily here. It's actually my heart is really is just torn for people around me. And I'm sure there's going to be many more. And we've, we've got to make the difference. Jesus has called us to make the, dif- to make the difference. And be ready to help people and explain that there is there is hope there. This is why I do this. There is actually hope there for everyone. Jesus, read about Jesus in the Gospels. People were amazed. He brought hope. He brought something different. And, and as his followers, we can do the same. So if any of us is impacted today or are you affected by anything I've been sharing, um, please let me know. Uh, visit the blog on www.preparetheanswer.wordpress.com and I'll be with you all again very soon. Many thanks for tuning in today.